0: Let's see. Hello, anybody? Oh, there we go. Hey, everybody. All right, David Plummer, (laughs) Michael uh, Ferguson. David Plummer, Michael Ferguson here (laughs) from Aerial Influence. We thought we were live a while ago again. (laughs) Forgot to push the button. So if you're having any issues, we've already got three people watching. I was wondering.
1: Where was was it? (laughs) Holy cow.
0: All right. So the reason we're here today. So we're from Aerial Influence uh, right here today. We have uh, with us from the West Chicago Fire Department, Chief Pat Tanner. Thank you so much for being here today. Yeah.
2: Thanks. Thank you guys for inviting me. Thanks again. I'm excited <laughs> to be here, and let's talk about this. Yeah, and
0: we're going to talk about it again. The first yeah. that first nine minutes of conversation you had was awesome. riveting.
2: <laughs> right.
1: So we're
0: going to start it all over again. Uh, but the reason we wanted to have you here today, obviously, we work with a lot of police, fire departments, search and rescue personnel. But you were one of the first people uh, that we worked with, and there are others, of course, that were early on. But you were one of the early adopters into drones you were you were 100% in on it and when we talked to you we knew you were 100% in on it you knew stuff that only drone guys would know about <laughs> yeah, you know right. so that that was really impressive to all of us uh, and so we've been lucky enough to be able to sort of tag along with you on some of these some of these things they've been doing but the the main thing we're here to talk about today is uh these I'm sorry, how do we say search and the, rescue strike team? The search and there rescue strike go. team. Sorry about that. The search and rec- rescue strike team, and they use dogs and they use drones together to save lives. So, just to put it in perspective, if you use a draw, if you use a dog, uh, you're exponentially the chances of you being saved are exponentially higher. Yeah, uh, if you use a drone. The chances of you being saved are also exponentially higher. You team those two together, and you've got a really, really powerful set yeah, of tools absolutely. there. So tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to where we are today.
1: Once so, again. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's all right.
2: Take two. Uh, so right? uh, again, I uh, I retired from Highland Park Fire Department. I was there for 30 years. Uh, the last, five, or last 10, so five of those 10 were as a deputy chief and five as the chief, came to West Chicago about almost seven years ago. Um, I've been a tech guy my whole life, uh, so this kind of just fit right in. Um, My original thought was the drone uh, was going to help us on fires. So Mm -hmm. whether it's wildland fires or structure fires. And honestly, I I don't even know the last time I flew the drone at a fire. So it didn't end up working out for that purpose. It ended up being for this purpose, which is to combine the dogs and drones and and look for missing people. Which is... We need an important thing, right? Absolutely,
0: which surprises us actually because that that is something interesting. Because we've said this to you in the past like, not a lot of fire departments, like, we're all over uh, police departments, search and rescue operations, etc. Fire departments have been really slow, at least uh, in Illinois, they've been very slow to adopt drone technology for some reason. Like you said, maybe it just doesn't. Maybe it's something you don't need.
2: Yeah, I yeah. I don't understand why it would be that way, but it is true. Um, you know, the the thermal properties on the camera, uh, there's definitely a lot of uses. You can you can use the thermal on the hazmat spills to see what's on the ground. You can send those into a building without sending people right. in there. Yeah. But I mean, those are the fire department uses for it. But we did a complete 180 on that. We're using it for for this. For the That's, dogs. Great. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's great. That's great. Um, so do you personally, were you a big dog lover? I mean, no, this is a silly question, but were you a yeah. big dog lover? Of course. I, mean, I have, yeah. have
2: had dog my, my entire life. And, um, so it, it, blended right in with that part of it too. Now I'm not, I'm telling you right now, I'm not a canine handler. Uh, yeah, I, I, special. I only know enough to, to know how it works on the team. So if I say something that's incorrect today about the canines, <laughs> please don't hold me to it. I, we, that's why the canine people are on this team is they're the specialists in the canine. My purpose was to come Combine the two because yep. I, I like dogs, but I also understand the technology. Plus, I bring the command structure, which is important too for police and fire to have some command structure there when you show up on the scene, yes. so that you can organize all these things. Exactly. Because yep. if you get multiple drones to show up, you want to make sure they're at different altitudes so they're not crashing into each other. Plus, like we talked about, um, you know, the way we do this is we send the one over top of the dog and the handler, and usually we have a police officer that follows the, the dog and the handler and that, that drone will provide safety over that dog to make sure that they're okay. Uh, we'll usually send a second one up ahead for reconnaissance because the nice thing about the, uh, having the, uh, the dog is it points you in a direction. And you can see by the video, these dogs don't just search areas for nothing. They, send, they, they search based on scent only. If they don't find a scent, they don't search, they won't right. go, mm-hmm. they, they don't do that. And then we'll send a third one. And, and that second one actually will, we'll, for the reconnaissance. So if we're in a forest preserve, um, if there's horses or bike riders or, or walkers mm-hmm. or runners, we can radio ahead because we have statewide uh, radios that we can talk on, they work in the entire state. So it doesn't matter where we're at. And we can say, "Hey, you got two horses up coming up on you, yeah. and they'll down the dog, let the horses go by so that there's no interaction problems. Wow, wow. and yeah. then they'll bring the dog back up and let the dog pick back up on the scent okay. and then we'll send a third one out. Uh, we were talking earlier about um, autistic uh, individuals or potentially parkinson uh, people with parkinson's, uh, especially autistic individuals, they tend to go towards raw- water they gravitate okay. towards water hmm. so if if we get there and we have that instance where that our the person we're searching for follows in that category, um, they have tendencies uh, and probabilities that we study, and we'll send that third drone right to the water and do a search that's, before the dog right. even gets there. It right. may lead us to that point, and maybe we're cutting that part of it out, and, and we're finding that person ahead of time. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll go back and follow where the dog goes. Huh, very yeah, interesting. but either
1: way, you're 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 using the advantage of the drone, yes. uh, being able to give you a really good situa- situational awareness, and you're using the nose of the dog, which is... X amount of times better than yes, <laughs> than yeah. humans. Uh
2: there's an analogy on the web, so it's gotta be true. But uh for a for a human, the scent it's like you know, two hundred yards. And for a dog, they have like thirty thousand receptors in their nose. It's like going from Boston to LA. I and mean, that's oh, 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 that's yeah. the difference between what a dog can smell the typical dog, uh right. the dogs that are used for this, at least. Some dogs don't have it that high, but some yeah. do, and th- that's obviously the dogs that they use for this uh yeah, search that's, and rescue. That's that's really
1: that's yeah. cool. And, and oh go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that there was one video that I don't think we were able to show, right? But it was really interesting, and 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 I can talk about it, but um, but yeah. maybe you'd be better yeah. at that, Pat. It's, yeah. So we,
2: we've taken overrated. this one of our drone uh, operators from West Chicago, Eric Rungi, is a firefighter, and he's really good with this kind of thing with Apple. And so what he did was he we flew the drone over the victim, which is a live victim. It's one of our trainers. And we followed where that person went. It was probably a three quarter mile or maybe a mile mm-hmm. uh, track. And then we flew exactly where that person walked. And then we took the drone and waited, you know, it could have been an hour or two because we like the sense to age. We call it aging sense. And if you go right away, that's not, you know, you're not really right. testing a dog. We're not going to get there for an hour or two before somebody requests us typically. So right. we want to make sure the dogs are operating under the same situation that they would in real life and then we take and we fly the drone over the canine and the handler and a couple things happen from that one is the handler when they're uh when the dog is tracking they're on a lead usually it's 20 or 30 feet and that dog is usually pulling because that's their job right they are pulling on that scent if they're hot on the trail they will pull that handler and the handler sometimes has to hang on for dear life so they don't typically get to look at the head tilts or where the dog is reacting. Right. So this gives the, the handler an idea and it's the one video specifically we, we tracked up in Vernon Hills in a shopping area and the person went between three or four big evergreen trees and you could see the dog go between a different set back up and then come back and go through the same ones that the, huh. that the person did. Yeah. That's how accurate these dogs are. It's ridiculous how, and, and you, you how that said, works.
1: That That is incredible. And you said, uh, you know, sometimes you wait at least an hour so it gives a dog, you know, okay, you're, you're really, this is a real world scenario. Exactly. But you said the dog can sometimes smell up to five. So
2: we tracked couple- uh, in Elmhurst, we had an elderly gentleman that walked away, and I believe that one was 10 hours old. Wow. And that's not normal. Wow. Uh, we track, we train hmm. for those extended times. We it's we we joke about it because we pick who's going to be that victim because they'll go out at seven in the morning <laughs> right, right. and go sit in a field or in a subdivision somewhere sure. and they yeah. you know have to go on their phone or bring an iPad with them and they yeah. they sit there because we have to let that scent trail age and then we'll we'll deploy uh, during our training we wow. train twice a month for this the the dog handlers actually train uh, every Wednesday for rubble pile work which is similar to what happened in uh, Florida unfortunately yeah. a few months ago or a month ago with yeah. the with the collapse so that condo building and right. that's what the dogs can do also. Yeah, okay. right
0: and that would be that seems like an would be the the
2: perfect situation for for
0: a dog basically because you yes. can't get underneath that stuff so they've got to find that scent. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um cool. let's see I was going to ask so I what has the reaction been from other for, from other places around the area Now I know yeah. you've had a lot of joining etc but Um, What kind of reaction have you gotten?
2: So uh, when people hear about this, first of all, they're shocked that it doesn't exist. and Mm -hmm. From our knowledge, it doesn't exist anywhere else in the country. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist, but we're not aware of it. Right. So combining the dogs and the drones, we've had people coming out and watching us because they want to see how we do this. Yeah. Again, Mm -hmm. from the fire department standpoint, we're a little different than police. We have a command structure. So I have a trailer that's got radios in it, whiteboards. It's set up as a command vehicle. And it's also got a, a UTV, which is a utility terrain vehicle. But mm-hmm. that that uh, vehicle has cages on it for the dog. So if we have a oh, long right. track say a mile or two miles and it's 90 degrees out or 20 degrees out, the dogs can only go for so long. Right. So we'll cycle out dogs. So we'll put one dog in the cage and we'll bring another dog out. We'll bring the scent article out, which we we know how to collect um, evidence or article scent articles. We put them in Ziploc bags. We use gloves so that it doesn't contaminate that scent article. And then the next dog will pick up that scent based on that same <laughs> article and just start going again. We we practice with that so we know yeah. we can get two three dogs and then recycle back the first dog. So we've done that. We're we've gone three four dogs in a row and we just yeah. have them uh, um you know we leapfrog them basically right on, on basically
1: basically like uh, batteries on a drone that's
2: exactly, <laughs> yeah exactly that's exactly yeah it.
0: and now the dogs uh you know we were with you guys one time when we had a dog with us and the dog got distracted by a yes. by a black cat yes how often do the dogs get distracted because because i know you know they're still dogs yes. like if a treat comes up to them, like is is are one of these
2: dogs and go, forget
0: it. I'm over here now.
2: So the, the interesting <laughs> thing about that. So in West Chicago, we built a rubble pile. Basically it simulates what happened in Florida, a, a condo collapse. And we're actually hosting a, um, the uh, national search dog, uh, search and rescue foundation is going to be at our facility. And there's going to be dog teams there from across the country that are certifying for search and rescue. Oh, that's great. So, um, we're actually hosting that, but, um, I'm sorry, what was your question, Dave?
0: <laughs> uh, I mean originally I was talking about uh, about getting other other groups involved with this. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. So um, so this is the first place in this state that I'm aware of that we can oh, do yeah. this. And there's only a few in the country that can host this certification to Get the, the dog certified. No, what I was going to okay. ask,
0: I'm sorry, what I had already asked you that question. Yes. Uh, it was, do the dogs get distracted? Oh, no, they there get it easily is, sorry. distracted, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That's so it, and,
1: and there was also, uh, how many uh, organizations are kind of part of it? He's yeah, yeah, joining, he just
0: said that they're the first that they can think of yeah. in, right. in the area. So, okay. so yeah.
2: let's talk about distraction. So, this rubble pile, and that's where I was going. Sorry, um, we've simulated, uh, with 20 or 25 firefighters looking for uh, um, simulated victims in this rubble pile that we have in West Chicago. Mm. And we purposely let our firefighters go up there and search. <laughs> and then after 20 minutes, we stopped them and said, all right, just stand still and don't move. Send the dog up there. And what the dog does, basically, he's got a check box in his head. He goes up and he'll sniff people and he knows what scent he's looking for or she, okay. and they will check you off the box and know that you're not that scent until they find the person. So huh. we did oh, wow. this, um, a year or two ago, and it took about 90 seconds for the dog to find the person. And those firefighters either literally were walking over where that person was and never found them. And the dog took 90 seconds and and started alerting on that person. So, you know, there's, again, you talk about uh, different, um, how, how the dogs are efficient. The The word is that you can have 20 or 30 people searching an area and the dog, one dog can search that same area yeah. in less time and be more efficient and more accurate. Right. And they're
0: not putting 25, you know, humans at risk, at risk either. Risk. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, hey, everybody, for those of you that are watching, you know, send in your questions. Uh, we did have uh, somebody. Let's see. His name is Sorient Jr. He says, congratulations from Brazil. So oh, somebody very very in Brazil nice. is watching us. Wow. Uh, Thanks. yeah. So very good. But yeah, send us your questions and, uh, Pat, we'll do the best to answer the questions. And obviously we, we will jump into, uh, as we can. Um, Michael,
1: what else you got? So kind of going back to, I know, know you guys are the first, um, when we kind of went out with you, there was maybe a couple other, uh, agencies, agencies or, you know, towns that kind of wanted to get involved. Right. But you're finding that there's a lot more, Interest, right? With other yeah, departments and stuff.
2: So last week we were out in um, uh, Libertyville, I think it was. But anyway, yeah. we um, we had uh, different police departments coming out because people are hearing about this and they want right. to see how we're yeah. doing this and combining the two, plus the command structure and the UTVs right. and, and all this total package that we show up with um, is, is what the interest is because they just don't. People have drones. Not everybody has a dog, and usually the dogs associated with uh, police departments are violent offender finder, okay, you know, yeah. or um, some do scent tracking, but it's very limited because they just don't practice it enough. Right. And we're not looking to get into that business at all. We're all firefighters at this point, no yes. police officers. And that doesn't mean anything. It just is what it is. Right. And so we will respond 24-7. We have a, a call-up procedure that goes through a dispatch center. Uh, it's called Red Center, which is in Northbrook. And um, if an agency calls that, the red center um, notifies us and we will deploy and we'll go to that stricken agency to help them. But yeah, we, we had uh, multiple departments out. Um, Just so you know, our, our current team, and I have to look at my cheat sheet because I just didn't want to freeze on this, but we have about five uh, canine handlers, uh, West Chicago, Lockport, Waukegan, uh, North Aurora, uh, and Lincolnshire Riverwoods. Those are where the dogs are. So you can see we cover a very large geographic area and our drone, uh, Operators have increased. So we have a big time uh, from West Chicago, Glenview, Northbrook, Lincolnshire, Riverwoods. We just had some interest from Lamont and we've also had interest from Orland Park, not to mention others. So we, we if somebody's interested, we allow them to come out to our training, see okay. what we do, how we do it. And if they're interested still, we work with them and it has to be a department um, accepted. So the fire chief right. has to accept that this person's going to operate Sure, and because the team doesn't necessarily—it's—it's um, it's not that we're operating as a team. We, we're a, a, a collection of fire departments that work under their operating guidelines, but yet we're putting them together to go do these missions. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So that's how we're operating. Right.
1: This. Okay. And you know, I—I think, you know, a lot of people have drones. A lot of people have kind of like, okay, I've got—I'm getting my you know whether it's the the fire guys or the police guys or whatever they're getting their 107s that right. kind of stuff but what you don't really start thinking about until you get into it is how crucial that uh command center oh, yeah. and, and and when we mean command center it could mean a trailer um yes. it could be you know a- any type of base station essentially but yes. you are you're when we were out there, I know David was running around with the camera. <laughs> a uh, of, it was a lot. They're doing lots of work, folks, because I, I mean, <laughs> <right? laughs> these
0: trainings are no joke. I, yes. I mean, it was a long walk with holding a camera and stuff. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And
1: I just had, I was, I was, he was know, flying I was drone. stationary and uh, popped the drone up. <laughs> right. But you had a, a drone that was basically by the command center that yes. could kind of look out. You had uh, the drones that were with the dogs and everything. And then you've got a constant, uh, I mean, you are constantly communicating with the groups that Absolutely. are either on the ground, close to the trucks, mm-hmm. and then the people that are out and away. And, and have you seen? I'm sure that's changed over times. Have you uh, over time? Have yes. you seen that uh, you've added any? extra technology or yeah so
2: um that's part of it um and what we'll do is sometimes if we get too many people there you want to divide that responsibility so we'll put it up on a whiteboard um our command structure and um, sometimes we'll break the drone into a drone operations sector and have one person lead that have an overall incident commander but then have one person Uh, lead the drones so that we can keep our AGLs, uh, you know, away from each other and, um, you know, not run into each other and, and coordinate who's doing the, um, you know, who's doing the safety, who's Mm -hmm. doing the reconnaissance, because as you know, battery life is what it is. Yeah. So if one is coming down, and we have one that can go up, We'll, we'll, we'll um, overlap those, and we'll send one towards where the uh, the canine might be for safety and have one come back and land and change out batteries. Okay. So there's some coordination. Rolls, so oh, yeah. So, yeah. We'll, we'll even put an operator on our UTV with the cages on it and have them take a half a dozen batteries and fly okay. with the utv which is following the 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 dog and Mm -hmm. uh, as the safety and that way they don't have to always go back to where the command post is they can just land by the utv change out the battery and get back up in the air and provide that safety
0: and and it's important to note too like not every public safety agency is going to have you know the newest latest and greatest you know drone whatever like we were there we saw somebody rocking a you know inspire one you know and, inspire inspire one, one, oh, you know, yeah. and while that's a still, still working great, great drone yeah, you know yeah. it's several years old so yeah. don't feel intimidated by that Not you know for anybody because we do have yeah. so uh mike land here says do you exercise with other public safety agencies with sar dogs and uavs we know yes we've been talking about that today yeah. uh so you do do that um and, and obviously it's been a, an incredibly beneficial part of of growing this uh this organization
2: so
1: yeah and I it's was grown relatively quickly oh yeah you know?
2: and it's still growing and that's what's uh, i mean we may have to break into a north and a south team really based well it's it's based on if somebody requests us from up in mchenry county i've got to get there mm. so it's right. it's it's a matter of travel distance too so i've got fortunately uh, when uh, my firefighter's off duty todd visagio he lives up in that way. So on his off days, he's great. He's right there. Right. But yeah. when he's working in West Chicago, now we got to drive up there. But yet if Lincolnshire yeah. Riverwoods or Waukegan are in their quarters, now they can shoot over there. So we're actually looking yeah, at potentially gonna... limiting our travel distance to be more efficient. But we're not there yet. <laughs> yeah. Because we, you know, people ask us, what's your area of coverage? Like, well, it kind of depends. Yeah. If we have a young child that's missing in a cornfield out in DeKalb and he's, he or she's been missing for three or four hours, well, we'll travel out there because, you know, it, it's it's a travel. Time, is a... Time is, oh, to the get essence. there is something. But also, we know that once we get there, we're going to be able to assist. So uh. it just depends on that. It, there's no set area. I mean, we're not going to travel down to, you know, over to uh, Indiana or something like that. Although right. we, I guess we could Northern Indiana, but to go to Iowa or somewhere else, it just doesn't make sense for yeah, us right. to do that. It's not efficient for us to do that.
0: Now, yeah. if somebody if somebody's watching this today and they're, you know, they're interested in being part of all this, what yes. kind of experience do they have to have? Say it's just somebody that, you know, they happen to work for a fire department, yes. but they're like, man, I love drones and dogs. I'd love to be a part of this. And I don't know, I don't have my drone license, anything right. else. What kind of experience do they have to have? To-
2: so we want them to be firefighters and we want them to be, um, part of a fire department on a roster. Mm-hmm. Okay. We don't. We want that fire department to have the liability of them being an operator. They'll operate under that department. That's Got why their gotcha. chief has to know this. Um, we do not accept that that responsibility or liability as this team. You only respond if your chief knows that you're going to do that. So we don't really um, have anything to say about that other than them being 107, mm-hmm. being a member of a fire department at this point. We're we're still evaluating the whole police thing but uh, at least being a member of a fire department. And then we want them to come out and train with us and figure out if they're going to commit to this because there's a commitment to it. I'll tell you right now we've had 40 call outs since November, since we went to red center as our dispatch center. And it's never on a Wednesday afternoon at two o'clock. It's always on a Friday night at yeah. 11 or on a Saturday afternoon when I'm out doing something. It's right. never convenient. It just happens that that's yeah. what it is. And that it's not the same thing bad. It's just, that's the that's times the way that these happen. Yeah. So we want them to be uh, committed. And in order to do that, we want them to come out to the training. Sure. Um, from the canine side of this, we're looking for people to join. Now okay. with that, Also, all of our canine handlers are firefighters on fire department, rostered, and they're part of Illinois Mabus and the ITTF, which is the Illinois Terrorism Task Force, and the USAR, which is Urban Search and Rescue. It's not a prerequisite to be on there, but it just helps because the training goes through there. And then our training for this SRST team is kind of separate from that. So when they train for USAR the funding for the training comes back from Illinois Mavis and gets reimbursed. Hmm. When they train with our team, mm-hmm. it's just through their fire department. So they, their okay. fire department has to be on board. But if you're interested, you can certainly uh, reach out to me and my email address. And I, I've actually got up on the
0: page right now. Uh, it's a Facebook, the web address, the Facebook address for the strike team. Good. Uh, and then in the in the comments section, everybody, if you're looking to reach them directly, I can give you that information yeah. as well. So uh, I'll put that in as soon as we're done here with the, with the live stream. So.
2: And that's how we added Northbrook. That's how we had at Glenview. I mean, they have mm-hmm. drone operators. They don't have canines, but they have drone operators. And they had their own little team operating, and they were going out and doing things too. It doesn't mean that they can't still do that sure. in Glenview. It just means right. that we want to incorporate them too. And if they need more assets than what they have, more drones or dogs, if they have a missing person in Glenview, we all go there and we can benefit them. Uh, the best thing, yeah, and here's the biggest nice. thing
0: I could say about anybody about anybody that's trying to start a drone program is we've seen them all. We've seen excellent drone programs and training uh, training sh- uh, sessions and that sort of thing. We've seen great ones from you. Mm-hmm. We've seen really horrible ones where there's not much training going on. Right. But the, the the key to it all is really the training program. So right. if you're somebody that is looking to come, you know, start their own training program, you want to make sure you're doing it the right way. And a good way to do that is to join, one, join you guys right. on on one of these exercises. Absolutely. Uh, and I guarantee you, you're going to see exactly how these things
1: yeah, should you, be run. You, you will learn... And I'm sure you learn every time you go out because every every situation. Some
2: little thing that communications is the biggest challenge always is. If you ever do a critique in a fire incident or a police incident, communications or the lack of is always number one. uh, If you're looking at issues with that incident, I'm not saying it happens every time, but most nine times out of 10, if there's an issue at an incident, live incident, it's communications. Yeah, And we've solved a lot of that by getting these statewide radios because we track so far, that our standard VHF radios that. don't reach, so yeah. we can't use our fireground channels that we're used to because we lose signal. Right. We had to switch to the statewide channel, which gets you anywhere in the state. You can talk on these portable radios, and mm-hmm. we can communicate. Yeah, that, so that's that huge. makes huge. Oh, yeah, huge. Yeah. 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 All right.
0: Well, well uh, let me see here. I don't think we've got any more questions right now. Um, so I think we could probably wrap up now. As soon as I say that this happens every time. Yes. As soon as I say this, somebody questions. ends up asking a question. Yeah. Um, so we'll see if that, if and that we've, happens. We've been but,
1: doing ag stuff, you know, so we might've thrown. This uh, is our first public uh,
0: safety uh, uh, one we've done in quite a while. The, so this is, yeah, this is our podcast, first one up. At
1: least. Yeah, so. Um,
0: But no, we appreciate everything you do. Not a, you know, Alone, talking just about what you're doing for the search and rescue community, and actually getting this program started, which right. I don't think a lot of people would do. But also, just for your kindness to us, you've, you've always been great to yeah. us. And you know, you there could be lots of people you could go to, and you, you've gone to us. And before we go, real quick, not going to necessarily ask you to you know jump in on either side, but Autel <laughs> versus D, oh yeah, Mavic versus so, uh, Ego Two. Yeah, I will
2: tell you, ninety five percent of all the drones. And the drone operators are uh, Mavic Two Enterprise, yeah. Yeah. or a Zoom of some sort. Whether it's a new one or old, we don't even have an M three hundred yet. We yeah. talk about it every time, but yeah. you know, you talk about you don't need to have an M three hundred. We do night missions, right. we do all kinds of missions, and you know, we we can get through these missions with these. Are we as right. efficient? If we had an M three hundred, of course we'd be more efficient. Mm-hmm. I just have a hard time with that price tag still. Oh, totally. Uh, and and yeah, I mean, my my yeah. uh, elected officials are. into this. We're going to get there at some point, and we're going to get that. But I also have an Autel, which I I fly at Autel. So and that's all yeah, right. I'm a yeah. little no partial to that hey, one. And, like and that. We sell Autel, too, too yeah. so we're not worried about We've that. We've had great but, success with it. Yeah. Uh, battery life, uh, some of the light harnesses are, are in my opinion, uh, there's more options. We use the Streamlight uh, 1000 lumen uh, spotlights on there, and mm-hmm. it lights up things at night like you can't believe. So from those perspectives, I like that. Plus, if you have the Enterprise, you don't have a Zoom. So we were missing the Zoom lens. And that's the one thing I liked about the Autel Evo 2 is that that I got a zoom lens with that. The live deck. Yeah. Yeah, And the live live deck. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That was another big seller for me, which I know everybody out there that uses DJI, you always struggle with how do you stream. Right. I wanted it to be seamless, and the live deck really is seamless. You can put that in a command post, and when you go to change batteries, it just picks up the signal again with no intervention. To me, that's huge.
0: It it is. And the thing is, you know, regardless of what drone you go with, they're both great. Absolutely. And they they absolutely, uh, any drone that you have in the sky is better than nothing yeah, absolutely. right in yeah. the search yeah. and rescue operation yeah. yeah anything whether it's a mavic mini or all the way up to a matrice uh they all are helping and all could potentially save lives yeah so,
1: and then the, and then the M- m300 is a great drone but then yeah. if you if you divide the price out if you got more more guys that have uh, their license right well maybe three littler drones Makes are more sense. Better, yeah. Better and and real
2: quick, we talked about that. So if you have a, a forest preserve, 40-acre forest preserve, typically with drones, you're going to break that into grids, quadrants, and you're going to do a search. Could take you a little while to do that. And mm-hmm. that's where the dogs come into play, mm-hmm. where they will take us in a certain area. The dogs only track on scent. They don't do searches like a drone would do, just looking for something. Right. The the dogs only track. If they don't find a scent, they don't track in that area. Right. So it's important that um, we get the dogs going because it leads us in a, in a great direction and gives us a heads up of where we can look. We'll fly ahead of that, like I said, with reconnaissance, and we'll do a search ahead not only for safety but uh, also to help search for that person. So that's how we kind of been using it.
0: Yeah. Now, is there that's a – like? Do you reach a time limit? And this is, sounds horrible to mm-hmm. say it this way, but if you're out with the dogs for 10 hours, you're like, look, right. this is probably not, like, at what point do you guys go, the dogs aren't working?
2: Well, the dogs will tell you. Okay. The dogs yeah. specifically will tell you when they're done. Yeah. So we've had where a person, uh, we're tracking and all of a sudden they just stopped by the side of the road. <laughs> well, that typically means that the person got in a car. So Uh, those are the things that the, the handlers, we rely on the handlers to know. And as we train more and more, they get more proficient in that understanding what the dog is doing and saying, you know what? The dog scent is lost right here. Either the person got in a car or I don't know, but the dog has lost a trail. Yeah. Yeah. And you really trust the dog is what our, one of our sayings is trust the dog. Yeah. If the handler is trying to tell the dog where to go, then the dog's not doing their job and the handler's doing no Uh, And not doing any favors for the dog because the dog has to be fearless. has to be able to do this and and they have to to do it on their own. Yeah. Yeah, The dog has to lead. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And different dogs do it different ways. Uh, One of the, the West Chicago dog puts his nose to the ground and he stays right on the scent. Hmm. Uh, The Lincolnshire dog goes and does the fringes. So that dog will go left to right. And depending on how old the, the scent is, uh, it could be five feet, could be 10 feet, but that yeah. dog searches the fringes and gets to the same point, but does it different. So huh. he's
1: zigzagging. He's like, okay, the scent's ending here, left and then he right. goes, yep. the scent's ending. And uh, he,
2: if he's yeah. walking down a, a sidewalk, it'll go left and right. Huh. And the West Chicago dog is nose to the ground and right on that scent trail. And that's okay. how that dog does. And the other dogs, you know, do different too. But right. those are the things that you pick up on the drone video when we're doing the training. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and that's a, it's probably actually good training for the dog handlers too because like you said their leads can be 20 to 30 or 20 feet in front of them so when the dog is turning left or right because it takes it it smells a whiff of of a glove or something like that you get to see
2: that absolutely and and that's how this all started was they they wanted us to fly over top of these dogs to get (laughs) for training so they could see how the dogs are reacting and it turned into this which is great that is great. that is is
0: great great. and we're look we're honored to to, to know you and to get to work with you and, and honored to have you uh, here with us today. So thank you. Yeah. I probably screwed this up because I was 10 minutes late on the feed because I forgot to hit the button. So we have <laughs> less people, yeah. but they're going to be more. So please, if you are uh, somebody that is interested in this program, the dogs and drones uh, and the dogs and drones strike force, please reach out to us. I'm going to put the contact information below uh, for both aerial influence and for Pat. But if you have a loved one that is a firefighter, uh, you know, anyone that would be interested in this, send this video on to them, make sure they see it, make sure they know how to get a hold of Pat or us. Uh, and, you know, because this is a great thing he's doing moving forward. And we just want to see this grow and grow. Yeah. Other, We want to see other organizations basically copy what you're doing exactly yeah. look we're, uh,
2: more than willing to share everything we do absolutely that's
0: and that's the great thing yeah. about public safety there's no guys, secrets here that, yeah. and that is what we that is what we love to see and mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. so thank you so much we yeah. appreciate you stopping by thanks, if you have any Pat. more questions we're gonna um we'll send them to you uh, okay to send them your way absolutely but uh, again thank you guys so much for yep. for watching we hope to see you again real soon and we will see you next time
1: thank you thanks guys thank you awesome great